Hello and welcome to Irish Ears, a Disney fancast. Your Irish viewpoint on Disney news with a petite focus on our second home, Disneyland Paris. We are your hosts. Megan is from Belfast and her socials are Megan Loves Magic. I'm Stuart from Dublin and my socials are DLP Tips for Irish. Let's get straight into the news as we record this on Monday the 4th of September. And it's an awful lot of news because we haven't had an episode in three weeks. So, Princess Week has come and gone. Um, Tell me all about it, you were there? Yes, (laughs) I was there. And yeah, it was grand. Um, I'm I'm, like, the show, uh, sorry, I'll just try and divvy it up into little pieces here. When you walked into the Disneyland Park, you had princesses from the train station, and that was brilliant. That's something that should Mm -hmm. be done, I think, more often. Like, princesses are probably, you know, nearly as important as Mickey and Minnie, I would say, to Disneyland Park. Definitely as popular. Definitely as popular, I would say, if not more popular in some cases. So maybe, I don't know, twice a week or something, maybe have princesses just shake it up. But then again, if you have little little Johnny and Mary are promised to see Mickey and Minnie up at the train station, they might get upset. But I thought it was brilliant. I I thought it was something, it was a great picture. Um, I think it was um, Arvid, you know, Travel to the Magic. He put up a picture of Tiana just like chilling at the top and like looking over the kingdom kind of saying, yeah, I'll, I'll take this place off of Aurora's hands, you know, it was really good. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, that was great. Like you had princesses um, on the train station and then what else? Like I didn't get too involved in the snack offering, to be honest, um, the, the the prospect of an hour queuing for Victoria's to, you know, get that slushy, melty Aurora cake. It didn't look share. that nice. I wouldn't no, have bought that myself. Week, yeah, as the week went on, I thought that the slush, well, for those listening and, you know, everyone's listening, you're not watching, obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> for those listening, um, it was, oh, I'm not a foodie really, but it was a strawberry cream cake where on top of it, they had this plastic filling of, I'm going to say a yellow custard. I didn't taste it, so I, I can't really tell, but they, they lifted up the plastic filling and the pink custard kind of fell down on top of the strawberry cream cake and it looked like Aurora's dress. And as the week went on, that filling I felt got more and more watery. And Ugh. like, it just looked like a bit of a soup by the end of the week. Ugh. So yeah, I mean, DLP just doing DLP stuff with the, with the snacks. So um, what can we say on that? It's like a um, great idea, but see... poor execution. Yeah. And then you had the dead fish, the dead fish um, Sunday. Or a milkshake. <laughs> it was meant to be an ode to kind of, um, you know, Ariel. And it was in the colors. Of, it was in kind of Ursula's colors, which is strange. But it had a fishtail sticking out the back of it. And it just looked like a dead fish in a purple milkshake. Not very appetizing anyway. No. Pass. And think of all the stuff you could do. I mean, they're planning this Princess Week. See, the problem is they only announced it like a month before, like officially a month before it goes live. So... People haven't, you know, booked trips, apart from me, <laughs> they haven't booked yeah. trips with the promise of Princess Week. So it's hard to know whether they want to put a lot of effort into this or just have it as kind of a, a fun week. But I can tell you, I have about 30 collector's cards here of princesses. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm trying to fill them all, um, but I haven't got them all. And they put a lot of effort into those. So we'll just yeah. see um, what they do in other times of the week. 
I mean, I don't want to be cynical, but like, yeah. I think that like, I don't want to be too cynical, but I feel like announcing it a month before it happens is their way of getting away with doing the bare minimum. I feel like if they had like hyped it up as a proper season or a really big, big week, people would be coming there with an expectation of way higher than what they actually provided this year. But because it was kind of like a technic, unless you're like a super fan who knows when Princess Week is every year. It's a nice little extra, but you would definitely wouldn't book a whole trip based on that offering. Well, I wouldn't anyway. No, like, and then moving on to one of the best parts about the whole week was mm-hmm. that the the show. Um, the name of it escapes me. The official name is like a moment of courage and adventure. Maybe I think it was. They made up this big whole spiel on the app. Um, so it was a cash. <laughs> it was a castle stage show. And it was just really good. It was like fantastic. It was so good that like so good that it was such a shame it's only for one week. So I'm pretty sure everyone has seen it at this stage. I haven't put up my reel yet on it because I'm I'm just terrible with uh, content in the in the last week. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's been busy, been busy week. Okay, I came back yeah. the day after I came back, and we had like all this news about that we're going to get into later about all the hotel and whatever. And it's just been ever since then we've all been just drained. So. The, the, sorry, the Castle Stage show. Um, <laughs> that was lovely. That was like, you know, Tiana, Moana, um, Mulan, and... Was Merida sorry. in it? Did I see Merida? Merida, no. yes. How could I forget Merida? Yeah, Merida. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was great, you know, because it was just, it was princesses that don't really get a lot of time. I mean, everyone loves Tiana. Like, she's up there as, as a classic, as a modern classic princess. Yeah. But the rest of them, are kind of princesses in name and not really by you know having fancy dresses and you know that kind of way they're all yeah. they're all just their storyline is more like a princess storyline and they happen to be the daughter of a king or a chief or whatever so mm-hmm. um i thought it was really good that they got their time to shine merida doing her little dance um they had moana with like the water in behind the castle stage was synchronized to her dance and then oh. they had Mulan changing from, um, you know, her her kind of, I'm going to get it all wrong now, my Chinese um, <laughs> explanations <laughs> here, but she she changed into Ping, you know, the warrior Mulan halfway oh, yeah. through. And they used oh, like, a clever use of umbrellas to kind of get her changed or whatever. And yeah, it was just fantastic music. Fantastic, like it was boiling hot that like pretty much the whole week. So everyone was just roasting hot because just the way the castle stage is, orientated in front of the castle like you're all staring at the sun kind of so um but it was well worth it, it was like 10 15 minutes it was packed every single time and the the cast members smashed it you know the, the dancers smashed it and yeah like god they could have that so more often they could nearly put it on a stage um somewhere like frontierland or something um every every few weeks i know frontierland is a, obviously a, a permanent structure of the lion king show but they could it's, find a spot for that. All the effort that went into that show for a week. The castle stage as well is such a wasted space, I think, at Disneyland Paris at the moment. Like, it's been a long time since there's been, like, a proper long-standing show there because we had Are You Brave Enough that never came back after COVID. Um, same for the Starlight Princess Waltz as well. It's just such a shame that there isn't a stage there. And, like, being so close to Fantasyland the Princess Pavilion, like they could equally put it there yeah it's perfect know? because you have auberge kind of backing up onto that stage mm-hmm. and it all kind of leads in that the princesses will be you know living in behind auberge or whatever and they come out 
that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then they're obviously revitalizing the annual, which we'll get back to later, but the annual pass office. Woohoo! Um, so that whole area should be brought back to life. It's just it's crazy because I walk through that area so fast. It's one of my areas that people should propose in <laughs> because yeah. you should not propose on castle stages um, or yeah. like, you know, plaza stages. But there's a little yeah. gate down just to the bottom right hand corner of this of the castle. You know this, but like you yeah. had to go to Alani to get engaged. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a lovely spot to get engaged. Um, or if any fellas are listening or ladies are listening, you know, they're going to pop the question soon. It's a good spot um, for Instagram pictures uh, as well. Exactly. I've got a bunch yeah. of pictures there. So yeah, they should definitely keep that. I thought it was fantastic. I'll try and put up, um, keep an eye on my socials the next few days. I'll try and get rid of all the content that I took in my three days um, trip because that was one of the highlights. And then for the rest of the stuff, like we did Prince's Pavilion twice. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, disclaimer, we had a priority pass for the trip. So I would not be doing two to three hours. Like I saw today, it was 190 minutes as we recorded this in the 4th of September. So I would not be waiting three hours and 10 minutes for Princess Pavilion to meet one princess. Like, I love the interactions. They're fantastic. Cast members make it magical. But three hours queuing is, is not worth anything for me, personally. Um, not a chance. I don't think I'd, I'd queue. What, what would I queue for? Like, lunch with Natasha for three hours, maybe? But, <laughs> but like, you know, Princess Pavilion... So we went twice. The first time we got Aurora, she was lovely. Mm-hmm. You know, it was obviously her, her kingdom. She welcomed us and she was just fantastic. And the second time, um, there was a monumental shift in the Earth's tectonic plates and we eventually met Belle. And oh. I don't know if you, heard, if you heard the audio that I put up um, on my Instagram, but my daughter went around the corner first because, you know, I like to get her reaction to the princesses. And she turned to me straight away. And I have the video too, like, I shared the video with you, but she, yeah. she turned to me first and said, it's Belle, it's Belle. And then she turned back to me to see my reaction. And it's like, Belle is standing there going, hello, you're here for me. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was more like, it was more like the concept of meeting Belle. And it was just like, again, it wasn't special to Princess Week or whatever, but it was just so perfect that we met her during Princess Week. Um, yeah, and that, yeah, that video fantastic. melted my heart. Like it was lovely. That's such a nice know, memory for you to have, like to keep forever, I'd, like when she's older I, I don't know how to share without sharing her face so i mean it's gonna stay with private for now um yeah but like the rest of the stuff the princess meet and greets that were out in the park were just massively busy so they had one uh beside um arban chante you know the um rapunzel meet and greet where like uh, maleficent is during halloween yeah um and that was like mental that was three three hours plus of people queuing <gasps> just... and people yeah, I was just about to ask: Did they, did those queues outside move any quicker than the pavilion? But no, evidently not, no. because people knew it was Rapunzel. So you had all these people who were camping out from magic uh, time. So from you know oh, wow. half eight, nine, nine thirty, all decked in Rapunzel Disney bounds because they knew they were going to meet Rapunzel. So that's the problem when you had you know the guaranteed princess is that people go the extra you know mile and do Disney bounds and prepare for meeting Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. So if they're there for a day or two, they want to meet Rapunzel no matter what, if it's three or four hours, no, you know, hell be it. Like, you know, and um, like even the priority queues for Rapunzel were, were three hours. Like I, I went <sighs> up and I saw two queues forming 
and I asked the gentleman queuing, I said, are you in the priority queue? And he goes, yeah, this is where I, I've started making it <laughs> because, you know, there's no cast member there three hours before the no. the character comes out. Like, so it's a bit crazy. There was another one over beside um, the old mill and that mm-hmm. was a bit less busy, but um, we, the second day we were there, we wanted to try and go meet Merida over at Frontierland. So mm-hmm. we went over to try and meet Merida and they said, oh no, she's full, come back at half two. So we went back about two and there was already massive queues again because you knew you were meeting Merida. Insane. Um, so yeah, insane. And I have a little bit of content um, about Merida too because got a little bit of pixie dust on that. You'll, you'll see it in, in, in the next few days um, because, you know, she's Celtic lass. She's a Celtic lass. She put out the call. I love her. I always stop whenever I see her. Oh, she's fantastic. And she's so much the opposite of, um, you know, like Aurora and Belle and Cinderella walking through Princess Pavilion or through the Princess Crossing, as I call it, you know, in front of Small World. She just, she skips through the whole place and she's doing her, like even on the Princess Carriage, in Stars on Parade, she's doing her like strongman pro- poses and like you know shooting her arrows and stuff. Like she's everything, she's everything but a princess, but she's a perfect princess if you get me. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, more more merited, please. Yeah. Um, and like that was pretty much it for Princess Week. Like we had the collector's cards; they were fantastic. I still haven't gotten a full. I still haven't gotten a full thing, so I'm hoping <laughs> some pixie dust comes my way and people either send it because I've sent out loads of cards that I had extra cards, and um, mm-hmm. because like for some reason Ariel was very available in the princess cards, so I'm just hoping mm-hmm. to make a little um, collection and maybe frame it or something because it's a cool thing. These collectors cards are fantastic, and I hear they're coming more to the American parks after yeah. you know successfully being trialed or just being so popular in Paris. Um, who do you need do a shout out in the podcast which pro- which princesses do you need and if someone's listening they can send oh, you oh i haven't even got, got the list i think because there's someone to post me but i on post irish mail basically has been terrible in the last week and um, so there's someone to post to me i think like rapunzel aurora cinderella that type of mm-hmm. part of the world um but yeah i i'm i'm hopeful i'm hopeful i'm just gonna like slide into the dms of everyone who i know that was there the week yes. princess week and be like hook a brother up you know stick it up in the stories as well your instagram stories and someone's bound to come forward and say they've got it i'll share it whenever you've done it please god please god let's make it happen let's make it happen yeah so we shall move on from princess week because that was pretty much it i think um like as we summed it up not worth well not worth banking on because it's never a banker like, you don't know it's no. definitely going to be the final full week of august but if you were booking for august and you had a princess mad kid or whatever or you were princess bad yourself yeah the final full week of august might not be a bad week to guess that's coming up that's my point yeah. of view yeah 100 so skipping over from the castle stage to the ap old ap office which is just behind is that kind of massive dome building that's behind buzz lightyear and we have the first raft of Disneyland Pass pop-up surprises. Sit that fast. <laughs> Disneyland Pass pop-up surprises. Pop-up surprises. And like to no surprise, really, we have Tinkerbell. 
because mm-hmm. it was kind of like everyone knew it was going to be Tinkerbell. But from the content I've seen from my friends who've been there so far, major FOMO, of course. I just riveled with FOMO here for Tinkerbell. <laughs> um, the little the little scene they've done for her and they, they, she has pixie dust all over her hands. I don't know if you've seen that. And she, yes. like, she, throws, she throws it up in the air and stuff. It does, looks like a great meet. People are saying that you get more time with them yeah i would imagine so with less people because like the regular kind of day guests aren't allowed to join that queue so um, they've probably purposely limited the number of annual pass holders who can meet her each day to maximize the quality of the interaction because again if you're paying that money for the gold annual pass the perks need to be worth it yes I am paying that money. I'm trying to pay that money currently <laughs> with Disneyland Paris. <laughs> They're so so hard to like send in bank statements and stuff. Oh, it's, oh, it's an awful lot anyway, of faff, isn't it? It's faff, faff central. Uh, the mm-hmm. second pop surprise is an alternating day between Hortensia and Oswald. And I know you're you're mad for herself. Oh, I'm mad. I'm, I'm mad for herself mostly, but also himself. But Tinkerbell, I was kind of like, oh, it's okay because I met Tinkerbell at Disneyland and she's there all the time. So that's okay. Um, I wasn't too sad about that one. But when I saw Oswald and Hortensia, I was like, my soul left my body. Like, oh, but then like we were saying as well, though, you can only really meet one of the two because you can only hold yes. one reservation per like, uh, block of surprise meets so if they're alternating day by day whoever is there on your day is the one you're going to get i mean like i would love to get hortensia but like at the same time oswald is beautiful as well so those are exciting for me i wasn't expecting to see two characters i thought it was going to be one character yeah well three in total if you if, if you play your cards right yeah because i think what a lot of clever very clever pass holders did was you can bring pass holders with you into this. Um, like once you have the reservation, you can bring. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a reservation for up to three or four people, I think. But they all have but to be pass holders. To, yeah, I think that's. I think that's it. Um, I remember reading that. So if you make say me and you had a pass, I would book it for today. You would book it for tomorrow. We would bring ah, each other, and we ah, would like. See. You had to be super in the know to know that you were going to get different people on different days, which mm-hmm. clearly some large outlets who do a, do God's work are given the um, the heads up that's going to be two characters on two different days. Mm-hmm. So they arranged this. Um, but yeah, so maybe for the next one, um, if people are planning. And it's terrible because I'm giving tips for people to just book up all the slots. <laughs> um, <laughs> But who knows when the next slot's going to be because we don't know if it's going to be like, you know, what we, September now. So is it going to be December? Is it going to be January? I'm We're thinking maybe Jan- a month in advance. Maybe January because there's not a lot going on in January at the moment. Like, I feel like that could be something to fill the gap for pass holders at least because Christmas is just going to be hectic because it's Christmas season. But it might be something yeah. to bring people in and spend money in January. Yeah, well, like they're only giving people a month's notice. They're not going to get many people flying in. No, um, apart from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm really impressed by the pop surprise. You know, I'm I'm still kind of looking at slots whether they come up or not. Maybe on a Friday or on a Monday, and I'm booking a last minute flight just because <laughs> that's who just I to am. See. And yeah, um, and but yeah, I should have booked it. I I went to book. I went to look at it, and there was loads of slots. 
and I said, you know, I'm going the end of August. I'm going the end of September. Like this is, does not make sense for me to go over in the middle. Um, and I'm majorly regretting the fact that I didn't just book a, you know, make it happen. Just say yes and make it happen somehow. Yeah. Because even like I, I knew people who were going um over the last few days, and they would have obviously had extra like capacity, whatever, on their reservation. Mm-hmm. Who I'm sure would have been friendly enough to invite me in with them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think next time I'm just going to just go for it because these look like pretty special meet and greets and everyone I've spoken to, I've heard post or put up content has been mega impressed. Like it's one of those things. Nobody's been impressed by the Disneyland Pass changes, but everyone has been impressed by, by these meet and greets. So you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Oh, well, they had to do something. So I'm glad it's this and I'm glad that it's been so well received because hopefully they'll they'll keep it up. The next AP party is coming up in, is it four weeks? Less than four weeks. Three and a half mm. weeks this day's journey. So it's a villainous night. It was meant to be a 30th anniversary rap party and then they changed it. Um, I don't know when they changed it, but they changed it. Um, they didn't think to update you know the metadata on their website oh, so when you went why to book, yeah when you went to book the tickets on top of it you saw a 30th anniversary show whatever like just mm. finishing up show whatever so yeah villainous night i'm hugely looking forward to going Um, i'm gonna be heading over and it starts at i think it's 9 30 i'm gonna say yeah. and your your ticket to the party is uh valid from 6 30 open till to 2 30 a.m and an awful lot of villains out for the night no meet and greets which i know has completely put you off any party in disneyland paris forever big time big time not interested no more no it's basically a no megan party <laughs> it's like <laughs> no homers no megans no meet and greets um no so meet and very greets strange yeah very strange again um, like, like I, it's it's stupid like in my opinion that they've made it villainous night because like it's the 29th right of September yep, yep. yeah and what is on the 30th the grand finale of the 30th anniversary like how are they going to go between Halloween and 30th and Halloween and 30th like it's so stupid it's it's very um, strange because Halloween is obviously going to be in full swing on the 1st of October mm. so they're going to be putting up stuff on the 29th 30th for the 1st and mm-hmm. So, like, is the park going to be all Halloween-y for the 29th? Then how is it going to look for the 30th grand finale, big day? Um, like, I, was speaking to some ca- oh, I don't know. Like, I, I was speaking to some cast members there um, when I was over last week, and they said, are you coming over for the party? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's a great weekend to come, whatever. And they said that, like, with the rotas, if you, if you work the party on the 29th, you cannot work then, um, you know, early in the day on the twenty on the thirtieth. So people they're going to miss like these are the guest flow cast members, you know. So they're going to miss like all, if not half, of the Dream and Shine Brothers on the last day. So they don't want to work the party. Obviously. So I don't know. It's it's classic yeah. DLP. I know we we slag them off so much, but like they just put their foot in it so much, don't they? so much i just don't understand i just don't understand why that's the chosen date if they wanted to do a villainous night party then do it during halloween season not mid 30th finale it just i don't know 
Oh, we'll never understand it. It'll never make sense. Here's here's an idea, Disneyland Paris. Like, let's rewind. And I love villains, right? I love Halloween. So do you. Everyone loves it. All in Mm -hmm. on Halloween, 1st September. Let's go. Okay? All in. Beautiful. Yeah. But this was teed up for a 30th anniversary rap party, basically. And Mm -hmm. all you had to do was have meet and greets or selfie spots with the Fab Five in their Mm -hmm. anniversary gear, which no one has done so far because only cast members at these like very select um invite only things um, and yep. have them and then have dream shine brighter in the dark do you know yes. maybe maybe put on i know this is like i'm i'm just very nonchalant like just spouting this out now but perhaps a little drone show you know for the third anniversary like a special kind of conglomeration of delight part one and part two or whatever like just i don't know just do something um mm-hmm. and it would have been nearly enough like maybe have all the merch at like cost price just to ship it yeah and <laughs> like that nearly would have been enough like have the best parts of the anniversary all in one night instead yeah. of having it like the last dream shine is going to be at like four o'clock on the 30th so people are going to be wrecked by the time 2 30 oh, comes along big time. and you have to put on your spooky face at kind of nine o'clock very strange it's bizarre but have fun yes I, I will i will i will don't worry i think i think in fairness i'm bringing my daughter so i don't think we're gonna last if i last to midnight i'll be doing well with her and mm-hmm. um, so you know but judging by the last ap party in march i i i was amongst adults or whatever and i'm i'm sad i didn't go home at midnight as well <laughs> because yeah like i hope like i when i was buying my ticket for this obviously they listened to me being myself being so important and um, mm-hmm. i went on to the chat for you know a facebook chat with disneyland paris and before i bought my ticket like three days beforehand i said to them is this gonna be like a fully well like you know remotely bilingual party um with english you have to do it they're doing another treasure hunt type thing aren't they so yeah is it going to be in any way friendly to non-french speakers or you know people who don't have a fluent grasp of french yeah and she just said that she was going to pass on my uh, comments to the team that's so nonsense because but like the last this is last year whenever or whatever event there was that they, did, they had that they did the treasure hunt last time and it was all in french like there was overwhelming feedback from all the guests who went there that it wasn't accessible for people who weren't fluent in French. Like what they should have done there is listen to that feedback then and made the next one more accessible. Yeah. But it was so exclusionary. It was just like you were walking around with an app that was all in French, like a website that was all in French and you could use Google translate, but so you had to take down the clues in French, translate them. And then Mm -hmm. you had to upload the answer in French. Uh, so see. you had like you had to know you really had to know your French and I know a lot of people like it's really un- it's really unfair I think because obviously we're English speakers you know English is our you know first second language on the island of Ireland and we're kind of privileged in that respect but like it's English unfortunately is a common language across Europe I think a lot mm-hmm. of countries just learn it as their second or third language so if you're going to pick a language to unify a lot of Europe, it's obviously English 
who don't want to yeah. be in the EU. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but like that's just the way it is. Like if I'm if I'm meeting people from the Netherlands or from Spain or from Germany who are at Disneyland Paris, like we speak English to each other because they know more English than I know German, or whatever. So yeah, we'll see. I'm hopeful. We'll see. They, they usually they usually pull off the kind of you know um, moments in the night pretty well. Yeah, but we shall see. It's going to be dark. It's going to be fun. I hope for everyone's sake they do like make it a bit more accessible because it's like when you're paying that amount of money to go to an event, you at least expect to be able to do like access the main selling points of it. But yeah, and sure. I, I will say like the selfie spots with the characters, like the rare characters, are very mm-hmm. much selfie spots, like distanced, like COVID PTSD, but yeah, with. Like Pluto, for example, was out on Main Street in his little chef outfit, and he was mm. all over you. Like, yeah. And then, um, what you call it, Cruella Deville was in front of Main Street Motors there, and she was all over you and interacting like a weapon, you know. Yeah. Oh, Whereas Merida was in Cowboy Cookout. Merida was, you know, two meters away from everyone <laughs> for some reason, oh. um, on the little stage in Cowboy Cookout, and then you had uh, Coda, who was like, they're all so distanced, you know, but like. I don't know. Hopefully they've learned and hopefully Maybe it's better. Maybe just make the lines quicker, I guess. Yeah, but. people just hanging out waiting for the perfect selfie. That's the problem. Yeah. Because all selfie cameras are crap, like at nighttime especially. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you're taking a selfie, you're trying to get the character to stop moving, you to stop moving, and it takes longer than it would have just with a photo photographer just snapping, snapping, snapping. So. Yep. Right. Moving on to happy news. Happy, happy, happy news. Where Disneyland happy, Paris listens to the masses, and we finally have shawarma at Avengers Campus. It's being inserted into the super diner at the back of Avengers Campus, and of course, I didn't try it out because I just um, I needed something to please um, a group that I was in, and shawarma mm-hmm. was not one of those things. Now it's a pity because I was thinking of bringing the shawarma over from Super Diner into Stark Factory, but it just maybe it doesn't travel well. But it looks super nice. It looks fresh. Do you know, you have something different now from the Reuben that made no sense. The yeah. sad, sad Reuben. <laughs> um, across the road from Super Diner is a hot dog food truck, which is a bit a bit random in my mind. I mean, if, yeah. they, had, if they had the Super Diner doing um, shawarma and they had that truck doing kind of slider hamburgers, that would be uh, cheeseburgers, you know, for... I know you're not mad into Marvel, but Tony Stark's daughter had a big joke with um, Happy, who was his driver, about cheeseburgers. So oh, cheeseburgers are complete complete IP for Avengers Campus. Yeah, in the same way that shawarma is IP for Avengers Campus, and like this random noodle bowl of broth has to go as well. I feel <laughs> apparently it's nice, but it just doesn't belong there. I don't know what they're doing. I'm excited to try the shawarma though. I tried it in the Avengers Campus in California and it was actually really good. So I hope that the same amount of like effort has been put in there um, for the one in DLP. I will. I love shawarma though, so I will definitely try it on my next trip for sure. That'll be like top of my food list. So I'll feed back. It should because it's it's not a busy spot. Like then the back of Avengers Campus, not a lot of people go there. So it should be quiet enough for the restaurant staff to put a bit of love into the presentation etc like i got a very sad hot dog in casey's corner recently and it wasn't busy 
so I don't know mm. no excuses but it was very sad so whenever you feel uh, that the you know restaurant staff are putting a bit of love into what they're actually serving that's mm-hmm. all you want really um yeah on just a footnote yeah I didn't I didn't actually go into Casa de Coco either it was just order of the trip was um nice accessible food slightly fussy either um so didn't go into Casa de Coco because again there's not much accessible um things like in there for the group I was in but next time hopefully yeah I'm gonna do Casa de Coco and the shawarma at Avengers Campus and see how that goes because new food new like anchor food things is nice do you know I was really excited for Akuna yeah what are you saying so you'd only really be going into Casa de Coco just to see the interior wouldn't you really well that's that's kind of my take on it because yeah. the food's pretty much the same as what Fuente de Loro was I'd love to just go in see the inside and scoot out again well it's packed Casa de Coco is packed ever since the reopening I don't know like they're gonna have to raise the prices or something <laughs> to, to oh, stop no. the crowds or whatever because it's just so full and apparently they've changed the recipe of the frozen margaritas did you hear that they look gloopy they don't look like they're they don't look like margaritas anymore they look like like they're too green like looks like medicine yeah yeah (laughs) i mean i'll still drink it i'll still try it but um, i'm not looking forward to it the way i was on the topic of a drink actually i was thinking that do you know what would go really well with the shawarma in avengers campus is a good dirty pint do you know like a good pint of lager that'd be nice wouldn't it yeah beer is not really Avengers Campus vibe though. Um, you're training to be a hero, so Natasha. I don't know if that's really going to fit. <laughs> Natasha, stop. Um, speaking of Avengers, Powered Knight is back. Um, it's now Mark Two, and it just debuted what three days ago. And to nobody's surprise, they have enhanced it. They've added a few bits into it. They've mixed it up a little bit, not to spoil too much, but we get a little bit more. Um, there's like an Iron Man drone situation going on at the start. Cool. And then they have a little bit at the end where the Spider-Man surprise used to be. There's another surprise. And they have a bit of Guardians in there with the, the ship, you know, the, the Benatar um, uh-huh. in drones and stuff. So, yeah, it's fantastic. And anybody who loves the Mark, the version one should go see it again because it's, it's a different show. You know, it's it's the same soundtrack and same vibe you know you're the end of your day you know recruits well done blah blah but it's it's brilliant and like like i said these guys with the drones never standing still they're just like whenever they just put out a show like powered night i'd say they're there looking at the next quarter or whatever like three or four months down the line and um, we're gonna get a new drone show in the castle park which we'll talk about later and they're working on that and then yep. when they launch that they're going to launch something else and just, just like never standing still i love it i love that love it, it needs to be like that it needs to be like that to keep up with the other parks around the world that are constantly getting new entertainment like if they're not gonna well now they are getting us some new shows but when they weren't like the, the old stuff needed to keep getting plus and plus and plus to keep people interested so the drones team are awesome like up the drones yeah and i feel i feel that like the Marvel content at the moment. We have a new Disney Plus Marvel show every month, it seems. And we have Loki coming up mm. in October, which is going to be a huge one. But like with drones, the way they're so adaptable, you know, they're so diverse. Mm-hmm. You can kind of change it up. You can like, I again, 
I don't know what the amount of work goes into this. Obviously, it's a lot and way beyond my station. But at the end of the day, it's software. It's software with, with drones acting out the software in the sky. So you can yeah. change things so fast. If you have a new show, like they brought out, remember the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 came out and they yeah. had a special drone show for that one night. Like it's so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, it's gone from my uh, dictionary, but they can just change it so fast to adapt to the new IP and it's brilliant. Like I love it. So we shall move on then to things that are happening in Disneyland Park on October 16th, which is a big day for the company and a, not a great, not a huge day for Disneyland Paris. It's going to be very interesting. It's the Disney 100 anniversary, 16th of October, 2023. And we don't know what to expect really from this day. It's one day, so they can't do the park up too much. Um. There's going to be no probably new merch because that's all been out for a few months. The the, yeah. the celebration has been ongoing in the U.S. parks for many many months. It hasn't hit the Asian parks at all, from what I can see. No, and not really. It's a bit of an anomaly, isn't it? It's one one day is it's it, it really amazes me that they haven't gone harder on it. I think I know everyone loves the LP thirty. Uh, I love it too, but. I would personally, and I've probably said this before in this podcast, I would rather have seen them curb the 30th earlier and had a Disney 100 season like yeah. they had in in the American parks because they they had like, obviously Disney Paris didn't really have new rides opening or whatever, but they had the characters meeting and greeting and new outfits. They decorated the parks. There was loads of merch absolutely everywhere and they really milked it. And it is a huge milestone for the company. So I'm... Um, really surprised that they have opted to just go for one day and it's smack bang in the middle of Halloween season as well so it's not like they can take Halloween out of the park for the day and put it back in it's like the villain night thing again it's just logistically I just don't really know how it's it's gonna work and I I hope they do something amazing I would love to see something amazing but I have little faith that there's gonna be something like my brain always goes to 20 the 25th anniversary you know that big celebration that they did and they had all the characters coming down in those little tricycles and it was a huge big spectacle like i compare everything to that now so (laughs) i'm like that's what disney 100 to me deserves it deserves something massive like that but just with the way that they've got one day and it's sandwiched in the middle of something else it's really hard to like have high expectations for what they're gonna do i hope i'm wrong i hope they do pull something amazing out of the bag but i i just can't see it in such a short time frame it feels like a celebration on the same level as like polka dot day you know or <laughs> yeah, something that's so where grim give out where they're gonna give out stickers and um they might have one or two characters with an insanely long meet and greet time and that's going to be it. Because as you said, like everyone knows Disneyland Paris goes hard on Halloween. Like that whole Main Street area is going to be like garlands. All the ghosts are going to be out. The the gazebo mm-hmm. is going to be orange. Um, yeah. They might even have the the railroad station um, done up with Halloween gear. Um, so like for them to turn it into this purple and silver party is going to be strange. And it's, yeah, and like you said about the meet and greets, like if there is like rare characters out, you know, if you're there for 
Disney 100 day and you're a character person, you're going to be in that line for the entire day. <laughs> like you're not going to see anything else because these rare characters coming out are going to attract such mayhem because it's only like a whatever opening hours of the park. It's, I don't know, it's it's not been sold to me, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm just a bit no, under. And it's a, like it feels like it's a random Monday. Um, so it does feel a bit strange. Like it's obviously they obviously haven't you can't pick the day that the, the Walt Disney Company was founded, <laughs> so I'm no. pretty sure they would have picked um, a weekend if they could have. Um, mm. So it is going to be strange. Like it's it, it's not to my mind any sort of French holiday um, in, no. in October, although they sneak up, but um, I don't think it is. No, and it's yeah, it's 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 strange. Like obviously, what's going to happen here is that I'm going to be glued to Twitter all day. Sorry, X. And um, going to be major FOMO for some sort of a massive event that that you know we didn't see coming. But for the moment, it's just been just like a graphic that's been released for the for the day. Um, and so it's it's next then, month. It's next month as well. Like you would need more detail about what they're going to do to make people come. Like I know locals will come, but like you need to sell it to people from afar to book a trip to come and see this amazing celebration and um, i don't know it's just not it's not doing it for me uh, i wish it would because i love this i love disney 100 i love the color schemes i've loved everything the other parks have done to celebrate it but uh, one day one day and i'm yeah, starting that- to get lots of questions too in my dms and stuff from people going what's happening what's happening on the 16th of october and i'm like I genuinely don't know. Like there is no indication at all that about what's going to happen. Like nothing, not even a whisker has been leaked or anything. So Nada. I don't know. I think I think people are expecting some sort of inside ears event. Um I know we're not an inside ears. <laughs> and um Natasha, if you're listening, hello. Um but Hiya. I think people are expecting something from inside ears, like you know the way they usually put on a gala event in Hotel New York or something where they're going to have a meet and greet over there, but um, That's yeah, great, it's a but hard if you're not sell inside ears, and no, and very few are. Like my problem here is that it's it's along the same lines again of Disneyland Paris, and clearly I have a bias here, but really playing up to people who can travel on very short notice, and mm-hmm. that's just locals really, and you know I, I mean locals by. You know, people in the in the Paris region. I think if you were within an hour and a half of of you know Marne Laval, um, you would probably be able to make the trip. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't really scream. It's kind of like Disneyland Paris is operating on two different levels at the moment. One for like they're really trying to suck in all these families with their high spending hotel stays. Yeah. And then with the Disneyland Pass and the events, pop up surprises, and um Disney 100 day they're leaving the and princess week they're leaving the information getting out to so late before the event that it's really only suitable for locals so yeah if you're a quintessential you know two adult two children family staying once every five years in hotel new york spider-man suite they love you or if you're a local with an annual pass they love you but they don't yeah. like anything in between <laughs> maybe no. they've just worked out that like 
revenue is optimized by those two groups and everyone else can just go swivel yeah basically like if you can make it good if you can't meh like they'll not miss us um yes but this this is don't get me wrong folks this is a positive podcast we are we are yeah in love with everything to do with disney parks and we just really love um when they do better and they they really smash things and when they don't um we'll call it out and we'll try and suggest things for obviously natasha's listening you know josh tomorrow's listening maybe maybe, natasha listens every week Yes, of course. Let's not be unrealistic. Like probably Bob Iger is not listening. I'd say his secretary probably is probably listening, and I secretary probably so. relays bullet points to Bob. Um, so the memo yeah, appears Natasha. on his desk every yeah. Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> we have Natasha, we have Josh, and we have Bob. Kind of Bob's secretary. So um, we just want to give feedback. And again, like you know, for all the kind of super fans that listen to this podcast, like. If you listen to this podcast, you are a super fan because mm-hmm. you're listening to an hour or two of two strange people talk about Disneyland Paris or Disney parks in general. So, you know, news flash, you are a super fan. Um, yeah. We all want Disneyland Paris to do better or Disney parks to do better. So it's not not a negative thing. It's just uh, just a bit of crack, it, you know. And because we know they can, that's the thing. It's like, especially with Disneyland Paris, we know they can do better because we've seen them do it. So it's just like, don't let it slip. Like... Or like you know princess week being a, a good example like last year's one was way better with the princess parade and everything like we know they can do more so that's know, why we're just did, um... we seem harsh on it but it's not it's just because we've seen what it could be and everything's getting a wee bit stripped back sometimes and it's just i didn't get brandy's starting now at all i got <gasps> oh you know the french version like, oh, it was fine it was good i love it but it's a banger you know and, yeah. and last year they had Sorry to go back to Princess Week, but last year they had the parade, and basically when the parade went like north, it was Aujourd'hui, and when it was going south, it was starting now. And that was just the perfect little balance of the two uh, languages. But so on the topic that we're not massively negative, we're going to have two very meh um, updates of of news, and then we're going to finish with super exciting news. So the first meh thing is the Halloween Christmas festivals which are basically copy and paste from last year. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're, we're going a little bit. We're going a little bit. Um, yeah. So we're Halloween. We obviously have villains out in the parks. You know, we're going to get Maleficent there in Fantasyland. We're going to hopefully have like... Who Captain Hook. Like, yeah, Hook is always about though, in fairness. He's always Mr. in Mr. Um Jafar, I'm trying to think of like who the usual culprits are. Do you know what would be a great he? meet? Do you know what would be a great meet? Just came into my head there, just through the window. The Phantom. Wouldn't the Phantom be an unbelievable Frig. meet? In front of Phantom Manor. Natasha! Natasha! Oh my god. You know where Mickey meets? Yeah. That would be incredible. Or even or just Melanie. the Ravenswood. Melanie. Melanie Ravenswood yes. would be oh, class. There we go. And that actual mm. spot, that would make a really good selfie spot. It would. Because those two can be a little bit in and people just do a constant loop. Um, so anyway, we're going to have snacks. We're going to have um, Nightfall, which is this kind of like five or ten minute. Um, it's not a drone show. It's a light show before before Disney Dreams. Um, mm-hmm. with like, It's basically five minutes of villains laughing at you. <laughs> um, so I skipped it last year. We went over Halloween last year. I just skipped it because it, it was on at like, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I didn't think it was worth staying up 
with my daughter until 11 to see five minutes of laughter yeah um, but it looks it looks cool it looks cool i just wish it was earlier um and then do you know the way at the moment they play a monkey see um around the fountains or in the castle in disneyland paris so yeah. like throughout, just try today randomly you'll hear a monkey see mean and everyone going whoa and the fountains going off they play uh wicked you know the show from tokyo disneyland wicked oh, yes. They yeah. play that randomly, and that's what they play to Nightfall as well. Um, and they usually have a castle stage show with, like, last year they had Eva Queen, um, Dr. Facile, and Cruella on the stage show. Um, in years past, they had Ursula in her kind of Ursula mobile. You know, the kind of. Um, yeah, I saw that one. That was good. And that looks fantastic. They, that was really good. And then they also had the year after that it was selfie spots so it was maleficent and then like captain hook mr smee or maleficent and two other villains that you just took selfies with um the names have escaped me even though i went to it like a hundred times because maleficent was savage and i loved it she is savage she was nasty and it was great i loved it i loved every second of it i was like right go on roast me what have you got today for me? Like, yeah, yeah. My is it my outfit? Is it my Mal. hair? What is it? Yeah, stop. My daughter dressed up as Mal um, last year, and she brought a little spell book from the sentence. And when my listeners saw this, she was like, "She was like, oh god." She's like, "How long do you want me to stay?" Because like she was going through the spell book, and she was like, "Oh, I see. We can use this." And not, like she was totally mm. getting into the spell book, and it was it was fantastic. She's an unreal meat, probably one of the best meats in the parks. I would say. I'd agree. I would agree. She's queen villain. Um, and then moving on, I suppose that's really it for Halloween. Like, I love Halloween. It's just spooky season all around. You know, you get magic shots with ghosts and stuff. And the decor, the garlands, you know, it gets dark, nice and early. Um, usually have a few snacks. And yeah, it's fantastic. I, I think I've been, I've been to 2019. There was no 2020. I've been to 2021, 2022. And I'm going to be there for a few hours this year. On the first yeah, of October. It's the best. <laughs> so, like, I would definitely say if you're gonna, if you love Halloween at home, um, definitely make it over if you can to Halloween at Disneyland Paris. Yeah, if you've and been, if to, it's your first time, yeah. if it's your first time going to Halloween at Disneyland Paris, you will absolutely love it. Like, it is really, really good, and you'll be really happy with the offerings. It's just more for people who have been before. It's kind of like don't expect there to be anything different from the last couple of years. It's going to be like much the same stuff, but it's still really good. It's still really good. It's just, yeah, would have been nice that's to actually see a motto a wee for, bit extra. F- that's actually a motto for Disneyland Paris in general. If you've, been if you've never been, like it'll be class. Year, yeah, <laughs> if you've never been, it'll be, it'll be the best Disneyland Paris you've ever been to. Um, but in general, like parties, seasons, etc., like they tend not to improve massively year on year. So if you've been to one, like the next year is not going to be so much better. Um, but like a new season might be amazing so yeah anyway more about the new season later on and um, christmas season sneaks up right after so we have halloween season we have a few um special fireworks for bonfire night which are now in disneyland park which is very exciting magic over disney mm-hmm. i think it's like the 6th and the 8th of november um and that's exciting because last year magic over disney was at studios and it was very smoky and very kind of, you know, off the terror and stuff of like that. So um, it's exciting to see what they do 
because I can't believe they're going to have two full-on fireworks shows at the castle in one night. That's Unreal. a lot of organization to happen. So we'll see. We're hopeful. The, the and Christmas is real. starts. Yeah. Oh, big time. Christmas starts November 11th. And yeah. with that, we obviously have, you know, Santa. We have the magic Mickey's Christmas celebration parade once or twice a day. We haven't got the exact schedule yet. It's going to be multiple times a day with no stars on parade. That's oh. the that that's the official line. It's going to be more more showings of the dazzling Christmas parade, but no stars on parade. Are they putting stars on parade down like a vet? Uh, they're, <laughs> they're they're putting it put definitely putting it down for Christmas season. I don't know what they're going to do with it come the first week of January, but um, it's it's being shelved for a couple of weeks which is judging by the, the amount of broken floats at the moment it maybe needs a bit of tlc and they can do that during christmas they're better off just walking around with the the characters instead of the floats these days Nothing peter works. pan on the peter pan walking on the ground makes me so sad when you see what that float used to be i know and the flame and maleficent flame is not on you know mickey and minnie now have no platforms either so whatever just uh, move it on um yeah. But so, yes, yeah, Santa does a meet and greet um, up until Christmas Eve, I believe, um, mm-hmm. in Arcade Beta, where Minnie currently meets. And, yeah, we're going to have loads of snacks. You know, you have the fake Snope going on on Main Street. Um, in general, it's just a lovely time. It is. It's lovely. I like this Christmas music, you know, as you're walking down Main Street. It's, it's really nice. And it's especially like when you said when they put the Snope on and it's just all snowy and they're playing jingle bells it's just a really nice nice really time to be there that, especially um, if you're a christmasy person like you'll be in heaven at dlp at christmas i really hope that they do mini um singing all i want for mickey is christmas all i want for christmas is mickey oh natasha that's a t-shirt right there <laughs> that's a t-shirt right there that is that is oh um, get so... on it natasha Moving on to another bit of kind of mad news, um, we have Brasserie Rosalie opening in December, which mm. no one really knows is going to be great. Like I, it's like I a assume, deli? From, yeah, I assume from like a food offering point of view, um, it's going to be good, but from a kind of a theming point of view, it's going to be nothing. That's what I'm. It's going to be a bit meh. I don't know. It's yeah. like one of them ones where like. It pro- I'm like, yeah, it'd be great to have new food offerings. And I'm like, Deli, hmm, what is it next to? Earl of Sandwich and New York Sandwiches. I know. <laughs> like, like Brasserie Rosalie that, sounds like, fancy, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds quite upmarket. It sounds like very like central Parisian kind of vibes to me. But yeah, like, looks like they're making good progress. Cheap. No. Not gonna, no, it won't be cheap. So uh, expensive deli? I don't know. Maybe deli means different than Ireland than it does in France. Um, Maybe. But like deli over here is your obviously your chicken fillet roll and your your the extent of your choice is whether you want butter or mayo, plain or spicy. Yeah. Much the same. Cut in half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, we shall see. I'm hopeful. Like it's a great spot. And if they do anything, just there's been nothing in regards to theming or any sort of hint as to what to expect inside this restaurant. So 
that's all we can say about it really <laughs> the outside progress looks like it's looks good like you know in, on dlp report they've done a couple of like updates on what the outside of it's looking like and it, it looks like the concept art i can't like can't fault it that's it looks good but yeah looks nice we'll and see. boring you know <laughs> what can you say mm-hmm. we love a bit of bland um, but something that won't be bland i won't be boring is mm-hmm. the new season coming to disneyland paris next year so symphony of colors is going to be a kind of a ode to disney and pixar animation we have a drone and nighttime show starting i believe january 8th and then we have the midday parades which is basically like everyone's just so used to dream and shine brighter it's going to replace dream and shine brighter basically in that slot of kind of castle stage uh, sorry yeah plaza stages um you know show three times a day roughly with dancing on the stages and that starts february 10th so i'm super excited for that like if the same teams who dreamt up dream shine brighter have had a year and a half to come up with this season then we can only hope for great things in my mind yeah i'm very excited definitely. about this i am extremely optimistic extremely optimistic um like even the, even the artwork that they've released on it is impressive like it it looks like there's been some effort put in there and if it's yeah if it's the same people who put together dream and shine brighter we're in for a really really good season and hopefully it's like a good one that they'll repeat yeah i wonder what's going to happen in between so we have mickey's christmas parade like during the day up until january 7th or 8th isn't it christmas season and then what's going to happen from january 9th up until february 10th during the day uh, i are they going to just flog to death nothing? uh stars on parade <laughs> i'm going to say but nothing is... like maybe stars on parade it once a day yeah. but like I, d- I don't think there'd be i don't know these gaps in schedule actually are a little bit exciting for me personally because i feel that they could bring back something that's kind of light touch or that's not like you don't have to invest a lot in bringing it back for like you know it's, it's going to be a month so a whole month that you can bring something back who knows the frozen um, two because... show <laughs> oh god well like for example <laughs> the princess cavalcade um yeah that we did we didn't get this year right that i saw that one year during october and it was covid times so like obviously they had to put out anything they could but that that was in october um like halloween week in october they had the princess cavalcade so i mean there's no rules here about what they can have at certain times of the year um, that might be your chance to get starting now back oh please god what a banger so we have a month <laughs> of nothing and like the new nighttime kind of pre-show to dream starts on january 8th so we have no delight from first of october all the way to january 8th again so it's gonna feel a bit weird isn't it yeah i think empty i want to have a look at the prices like i'm going to book for january once i'm back from california and i'm kind of thinking are they going to drive is this going to drive prices down maybe a little bit if they don't have something is that they're going to maybe have i don't don't know it's it's hard to know what they're going to do really like um i'd say that the prices will be like nice and hiked i'm really glad that i have my march trip book now that like yes and paid for because now that they've announced all this stuff i'm sure the prices are going to go insane but i booked mine like a year ago so 
It will be interesting. Um, we shall see. Speaking of interesting, confirmed we ha- we're getting an Alice in Wonderland Tim Burton BMX show <laughs> in the spring. I can't believe those words go in the same sentence. In it's my favorite is. thing. Oh, God. It's my favorite thing in the world. Like, this is my favorite thing that I have heard come out of Disney Legends on Paris in a long time. Like, I'm not even a massive Alice in Wonderland fan, but like, just Alice in Wonderland BMX is so completely nuts that it has to work. And it makes more sense now that they've confirmed that it's Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland because before it was like the animated one. <laughs> like that's a yes. bit weird, but now that it's a Tim Burton, now that they've confirmed that it actually is the Tim Burton madness version that it, it it doesn't still doesn't make sense, but it like it is justified a bit more. I can't wait for it. I'm buzzing. Like, that's what I'm most excited for. Such a crazy it's almost such a crazy concept that it's gonna it's pretty much guaranteed to be amazing. That's my mind. Yeah. Like, like the theater, oh, and, the, the kind of arena they're going to have it in is incredible. Like that's been sitting naked for like four years at this stage, nearly. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited for that, even that to be open. Like that's going to bring so much life down into um, Avengers Campus area and the area behind Tower of Terror. So like, yeah. I'm just excited for this big time. Like I'm not a huge Alice Wonderland fan. I'm not a huge Tim Burton's version fan. I love all Tim Burton's like Batman and stuff, but like <laughs> wrong IP. Yeah. Um. So this Alice in Wonderland, it's gonna be like, like Tim Burton specializes in very creepy, you know, Edward Scissorhands, almost yeah. touching horror style, like cute horror movies. Um, yeah, and it's gonna be like imagine like when you think about BMX and like BMX riders, how skilled you have to be for that to be your job, like how good the quality of the entertainment's going to be. These people are going to be full on pros. There's going to be insane stunts being done. And, you know, Disneyland Paris, they'll get the best of the best. A lot of ramps, I'd say. A lot of ramps. I'm hoping for a lot of ramps. Yeah. I'm hoping for flips. I'm hoping for danger. I'm hoping for fire, flames. Like, I have high hopes. I've got high hopes. Speaking of things burning, um, your credit card might burn when you go and try and book into the Disneyland Hotel. (laughs) (laughs) What a Which, segue. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. And um, I was working on that. So we're recording <laughs> this, right? And in approximately seven days, when you listen to this, folks, all hell will have broken loose because on September 12th, yeah. Disneyland Hotel bookings, more information opens up. Is it bookings too? I've heard it's bookings, but like that's, I don't it know if sense. that's, it's, we're definitely getting there's a press conference on the 12th of September where they're going to reveal the opening date. I imagine that they will open bookings the same day. I'm not hundred percent sure. Hopefully I will know that in coming days and we'll be able to share that on social, but there will definitely know the opening date on September 12th. And it's going to be in the first quarter, first quarter of 2024 is all we know at this point. Imagine the flood of money into the bank account of Disneyland Paris, like from just like these, these ugh, like if you're thinking that the the, uh, the average Disneyland ho- uh, hotel stay probably like three thousand euro oh, um, yeah. throughout the year, like I think you're average looking at five six thousand for this hotel. Mm, my brain is selling no. me a thousand a night, like yes, easy yeah, yeah. thousand a night. Yeah. And some people have told me I'm mad for saying that, but like I, I really no, do. No, like that sounds th- very reasonable. Like, when you think of like what they've done to it, and when you look at the concept art of you know if the concept art matches 
what they've actually done inside it they're probably just not i don't know if justified somewhere but like like they they can charge that they will charge that it looks fantastic it is definitely going to be back to being the best hotel on property for sure yeah like i just really hope that they don't like literally close it off like to hotel guests that is still yeah. an experience for for the for the uh, plebs amongst us just to like <laughs> go into the um, lobby and just chill because that was the main thing for me personally is that it was such a chill environment and you had inventions there like looking over the parks and you know I, I will never stay unless someone gladly pays me to stay in uh, uh, anything but a bog standard room um, in the hotel but like just the experience of the hotel like feeling special like when you walked in even if you weren't paying to stay there you felt special just walking into the place i know it's so royal and so like the smells and the sounds and like at christmas time when they used to have the gingerbread house and everything on the lobby like it was such a special hotel and i really hope that when they reopen it they've kept that sort of essence of of specialness and of walt as well i feel like walt's kind of influence was really really present in the old Disneyland hotel, especially in Cafe Fantasia, like there was the pictures of him everywhere. And, you know, I, I don't think his, it'll be as like obvious in this new sort of princess iteration of it, but like, I hope they do have some kind of like nod to Walt Disney there still, because it's still the Disneyland hotel. It's still their, their big one. So. Yeah. And we actually forget that like, because it's been closed for so long that we forget that it's literally the gate to the park. So, mm-hmm. I mean, people talk about, oh, uh, where, where can I stay that's really close to the park at the moment? Um, and people say Hotel New York. But Hotel New York, like if you're walking from Sequoia and you're walking from Hotel New York and you're going into Disneyland Park, like it's pretty much the same. Um, it's been like, an extra minute or two. Like, yeah, like Hotel New York is not that close. Like it's, it's the other end of the village. So once you got to go through the village, mm-hmm. you got to go through the village. But Disneyland Hotel is literally the gate to the park. And yeah, can't wait. Um, for, we got a few sneak peeks of the video teaser and that had a few things like I think they're going to bring it back Princess for a day that's not confirmed at all don't don't come at me in DMs but it seemed like there was like a lot of photos being taken of like kids and things like that so mm. in one of the slides who knows yeah they nothing also... official yet on that but, no absolutely um... nothing official but again like, I have no I official would... links at all so I cannot possibly could be right no um i would be surprised if something didn't like it didn't appear but like they haven't said anything whether it's going to be there or whether it's going to be the same or whether it's going to be a plus up experience we don't really know yet but september 12th i'm sure that will be something if there is something that's when they'll tell us about it yeah they're, the they're going to be have, really um, selling it the little video had um the sword and the stone so mm. I don't know are they moving that from behind the castle. It's a big job. That is a big move job. That whole thing into the into the hotel grounds, whatever. Um, something that we didn't plan to talk about on this podcast, and it's amongst the amongst the realms of like you know things opening up or whatever, is just at a very high level. We'll talk about Walt Disney Studios, um, the redevelopment. That is a huge plan. It's like it's being leaked in kind of planning permission at this stage yeah um and it's just for people listening it's effectively gonna like synchronize up with the opening of the avon uh, sorry avondale arendale Arendelle. um yeah arendale lake 
situation, um, which, and all the planning application has a end date of May 2025. So that's mm. a long time away for that lake situation to be finished. I don't like, can you see a situation where they would have Arendelle finished and still the front of what is Shiro's be a bombsite? I, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put it past them, but it wouldn't be a good look. <laughs> no. Like, I think they should have everything, you know, in an ideal world, the, they should have Studio One ready first. And then, I don't know, or have them both open at the same time. It just, I don't know, it's not a really good look to be walking through a construction site. To, it kind yeah. of takes the magic out of it, really, doesn't it? Like it's a it's a total refurb of Studio One and basically from Production Courtyard, which is like Avengers Campus, all the way down to Crush's Coaster, they're gonna make this kind of more of like an avenue vibe. They're gonna have a mm. crisscross with the with the promenade um down to the lake, the new lake. Like with Studio One, which is like the entrance building, that's gonna be closed for is is it nearly a year, I think? Yeah, they would need to be, I would imagine. All these dates are public, yeah. So, like, we can just look at them. Um, But, like, they're totally redeveloping the inside of that into more, like, I think it's going to be, like, a Hollywood premiere garden party Mm. as opposed to what it currently is, like, behind-the-scenes job. And the back of that Studio One building where the partner Mm. statue is, they're going to turn the statue around to face the lake and uh-huh. now they're going to have a backdrop behind the statue whereby you're not going to come out at the statue you're going to come out left and right of the statue um, and have a kind of a screen in front of them so it looks nice it does look nice i'm not going to say that it's not going to be a bad job or whatever but like it's a long time just when people are so used now to like the hotel being closed for so long and i know this is so irish of us now but we're giving out about things being closed and we're giving out about things not improving like if we want hmm. things to improve, things are going to have to close. That's just the way the way the world yeah. works. Look, I'm interested to say. I think I think Studio One does like really need something because it's been the same since it opened in 2002. It hasn't really had any um, major works done to it. So, like, I'm excited to see what they do, but it will be a big job because that building's massive. Like, there's going to be a lot to yeah. take out. There's a lot to take out, and then there'll be like unless they do like a what do you call it 60 minute makeover style and have everything ready to just like drop in in. (laughs) like have it all ready to like put something straight in when they tear it out i don't know it'll be interesting like it is just facades which is a a positive thing where they could replace it all easy but like they're gonna obviously replace the restaurant which is awful in that restaurant on coulisse it's, it's it's definitely the worst restaurant in Disneyland Paris. Like it's not really because of the food, or whatever. I like that Black Widow burger, but yeah. at least Cafe Hyperion has something going for it. Whereby it's a big, massive, chill theater with Disney like Mickey Mouse cartoons on the you know, so you can you know, there's a positive about going there. But restaurant on Coulisse, you just it's, it's just busy because it's the only real like apart from Star Factory, it's the only real quick service in the studios and everyone passes by it so everyone's just like oh burger let's go i think it kind of got away with that like it was fine 
like that and it was passing until Avengers Campus opened and then all of a sudden there was like is it called Super Diner or something and then you've got the Stark Factory and then you've got Pim there's a lot more options now in the studios to eat in and yeah you wouldn't pick Uncle's <laughs> out no, of all those like options. A, Avengers Campus is a glorified restaurant street, which just mm-hmm. happens to have one and a half rides in the in the area, <laughs> <laughs> and and of course the Avengers themselves doing their best to save the land from um, you know concrete. But yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And sorry, that was not on our schedule here. So Megan just being totally blindsided by that that whole That's topic. Absolutely fine. Um, Whatever. I just thought that it, it was a nice little tag on to the Disneyland Hotel because like there's an awful lot of change coming. I mean, when you look at like a pipeline of content and just things to be excited about for the next two or three years, like there's so much yeah. happening in Disneyland Paris. And we haven't even spoken a word about like California or Florida or any other park. Like I think Tokyo, did Tokyo have a massive um, announcement there a few weeks ago? Oh, I haven't even looked. I have Four huge behind. rides, I think, being announced again. Oh, we'll I did. A... I saw something about rides, but we'll we'll think about that next <laughs> in the next we episode. Will. Like, and just a reminder: Disney does not own Tokyo Disneyland um, in full. Like, they own forty nine percent, with uh, uh, Tokyo um, Oriental Land Company owning fifty one percent. So, there's yeah. basically, a lot of money. So they can do what they want, basically, and that is why you get so much in Tokyo that you don't get anywhere else. So do not compare Disneyland Paris to Tokyo. <laughs> but we can Ever. watch from afar. <laughs> no. Yeah, 100%. We can watch from afar. Um, speaking of watching from That's afar, it. you're off soon. Um, you're off very soon to lands far away. Do you want to talk a little bit about your your exciting trip to the, to your, um, your favorite park? Yes, I'm going in two weeks time, two weeks today. Um, I'm going to spend a week in San Francisco and then down to my beloved Anaheim for Disneyland. I've got quite a lot planned, but not. I booked a princess breakfast, which I'm really excited about because I've never done a princess breakfast over there. And then just getting stuck into all the spooky season offerings. And there's been so much more added. It was only 10 months ago since I was last there and they've already got two new lands for me to look at. And... (laughs) Like there's yeah this is this is the thing like, these parks have two new lands in the space of ten months like what's going on, um so I haven't seen San Francisco yet and I haven't seen Toontown, so I'm really excited about those and getting a cuddle for Baymax, um Oogie Boogie Bash I've got that one of the nights um gonna meet some cool villains and it's just yeah it's gonna be really good I'm so so looking forward to it, um looking forward to throwing all my money all my savings at it as always um bringing back some cool merch. That's it. They're gonna, like, to, that's they're it. gonna scrape you off uh, Mickey's runaway railway. Oh, I will You're be just be... on a constant. Like <laughs> I just like come off it and get back on it. Come off it and get back on it. Like it's I already know it's gonna be my favorite ride. I can feel it already. And I'm gonna go to Minnie's house. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing out of everything. I'm gonna get to go inside Minnie Mouse's actual living space. Um I'm going to be obnoxious. Everyone's going to hate me. They're going to have to clear the place out and let me do my thing for, <laughs> for like bag. at least an hour. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't wait. I'm so excited. How are you going to handle Mickey in his, um, his teenager outfit? <laughs> yeah, Don't say the so words. Awkward. Don't say the words that you want to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so awkward. Um, 
I mean, love, love that he's got a nice new outfit and stuff, but um, it's it's an interesting choice, but I'll definitely meet him he's in very it attractive. if I see him. <laughs> he's very handsome. He's always been very handsome, but he's very youthful looking, I would say, in his new outfit. Yeah, he's youthful. He's the kind of fella you wouldn't want to mess, you wouldn't want your daughter to mess around with it when, when she was, you know, in her <laughs> teens. Anyway, that's for sure. Probably has a fancy car or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that he didn't pay for himself but we'll, we'll digress um no and you have the overlay of um phantom sorry haunted mansion yes haunted mansion holiday i haven't looked um they change the the house there's a gingerbread house kind of thing inside that and they change what that looks like every year and i've fit so far like it's only been open a day or two but i have avoided the spoilers because i want to see it for myself like what the house looks like this year but oh god see if i could bring anything like to california or to paris from california like the the haunted mansion holiday overlay would absolutely be one of them it's just insane especially even if you're not even a massive nightmare before christmas fan it's so impressive and it's so impressive how quickly they turn it around from regular haunted mansion into this overlay because there's so much they do it's not just putting in the odd animatronic or whatever they literally do the whole thing and it's a totally different ride it's crazy it is a totally different ride. Like I'm not going to spoil it here for you because obviously I've consumed everyone's um, YouTube's over the last few days. But yeah. they do like they change every single aspect of the ride. Like every all the music, every room, every aspect of every room. Um, they even put in a few little Easter eggs, which I'm interested to see if you can find them. Oh, um, I'm excited! Yeah, and it's end to end like a brand new ride, which is which is crazy. I can never see. I could never see Paris doing that. I think Paris is too proud yeah. of Phantom Manor to change it. And that's a nice excuse for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will be the one that I'm happy enough to queue for. Like that the queues for Haunted Mansion Holiday, understandably, are hefty, but they're worth it. So it's one I don't really mind standing in a big line for. It'll be fine. And Tiana's and... Palace, that's my other thing. Is oh, that's wow. where I'm going to... Yes. Tiana's Palace has just opened. So that is one of the places on my list because we haven't made any dining reservations um apart from the princess breakfast which is so unlike me but the quick service over there is so flipping good like the quality of the food and everything and tiana's palace has just opened there and they've got things like um like gumbo and they've it, they've got everything that you could ever imagine having in tiana's palace in new orleans and the outside of it looks incredible i'm so excited like that's that's going to be a highlight for me as a, a big princess and the frog fan i think it's great to we're not going to get into the splash mountain debate but i'm so glad to see her getting some really really good representation in the parks that she's been overdue for a long time in my opinion big time and for those people who can't see the video which is only me <laughs> only i can see the video megan is bursting on on screen right now. <laughs> it's, like, it's like excitement for this trip yeah absolutely like, i feel that oh, if they could just move california to like you know the hour and 20 minutes that it is to fight paris oh. i feel that like oh, i'd be so all over that park so much um i visited and i had no respect for the place i just tagged it on to like a, a west coast um driving holiday and now i'm like gagging to get back there definitely go back if you can like i know it's, i know it's worth every penny in my opinion yeah are you flying you're flying straight there or are you flying through the uk or flying through dublin to san dublin to san francisco um oh, nice. 
and I'm there for a week and then fly in San Francisco to Anaheim because no, there was no part of me doing a six hour drive. Um, so yeah. And then, yeah, I think back the same way. I think we're going back San Francisco to Dublin. So it's a long flight, it's 10 hours, but like, it'll be exciting on the way there. It'll be the one on the way back that I'll be filed. Yeah, into the wind. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll worry about that when it comes. Yeah, that, that sounds like a great trip, Megan. And I can't wait. No pressure, no pressure, but I can't wait for all the content. And oh, there'll be don't loads. feel like you have to put up 200 stories a day like me. I just want to see the good stuff. <laughs> oh, I will be. Like, my highlights are going to, like, if you saw my highlights from last time I went there, I had, like, I have, like, three different highlight reels because I just was posting so much. So if you want Disney California spam, check out my accounts the last week tiktok and instagram the last week of september and um, that's when it's all gonna start and i'll hopefully have enough to take me into march at dlp then please god please god yeah <laughs> right so do you want to see us out I would love to see us out. That is a wrap on episode seven of Irish Ears, a Disney fan cast. You can keep up to speed with us, both Stuart on DLP Tips for Irish and me on Megan Loves Magic Socials. Please send us your feedback or anything you'd like to see discussed on the podcast. We've got lots of ideas that we hope to get through in the coming months. But for now, we'll say abiento. See you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye, guys.